It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest in the DriveHubler.com hotline. Ryan Martin is an award-winning investigative reporter writing for StateAffairs.com, State Affairs Indiana. We've got Ryan on because we want to talk about this article that he has out today in regards to lobbyists' gifts that the lobbyists give your favorite lawmakers here in the state of Indiana. So, Ryan, before we dive into the meat and potatoes of what you wrote about today, we know that lobbyists hooking up politicians is a tradition as old as time. That's been going on for a long time. It's Republicans and Democrats. We know that. But let's hammer down a little bit here. Before we get rolling here, for somebody listening that doesn't really know what lobbyists do, just briefly talk about that. Yeah, um, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so I mean, long story short, lobbyists are uh, very common. Um, they kind of have one of those titles that uh, the average person may think of as a little sleazy. Um, that's just kind of the reputation that they've gotten over time, and lobbyists themselves would tell you that. But to be honest with you, um, they kind of keep the ships running inside the state house sometimes because they have these clients that they're representing, these clients um, – run the gamut from nonprofits, just citizen groups, to big business, to um, like local municipalities and um, counties. I mean, it's just all over the place. And they really, they're just trying to educate lawmakers on um, what's inside a bill or what's important to their client. Uh, and lawmakers rely on them quite a bit, honestly, to uh, to learn a lot of that stuff. So basically, to use an example here, let's say the alcohol lobby. The reason Sunday sales didn't happen for so long was that the lobbyists for the alcohol folks were going to lawmakers and saying, hey, they're not really excited about this. We'd love for you to vote our way. And what can we do to grease the pot a little bit? Is that fair? Uh, you know, I didn't report specifically on the alcohol lobby, and uh, alcohol laws in particular are notoriously um, complicated, so I won't pretend to know exactly how things went down. But, but in general, you know, though. If I were an alcohol lobbyist, I would probably do whatever I could to convince um, lawmakers why my clients deserve to uh, benefit in those laws. I mean, right. that's what I would expect. And we're just using alcohol as an example here. So basically, let's get into your report here. Uh, the lobbyists working on behalf of their clients, whoever they may be, they have been known to grease the palm a little bit of some of your favorite uh, elected officials in the state of Indiana. Now, I will point out, this is completely legal, right? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few rules and, and nothing that we've reported today. We don't accuse anyone of any crimes or anything. Um, you know, as best I can tell, everything's doing everyone's doing everything um, within the law. But that being said, the law is pretty loose. Um, I mean, we have you know what our story shows is that uh, um, 55 different lawmakers received more than thirty thousand dollars total in you know tickets and beverages and whatnot just to go see sports games. Just as one example, and. Uh, of course, you see a lot of like expensive meals, uh, a lot of the places you would expect. I mean, Hyde Park, um, St. Elmo's, those kinds of places, Tony's Steakhouse. Um, and, uh, you know, there's also a couple other pretty interesting examples where uh, where lawmakers spent money or where lobbyists spent money to uh, wine and dine lawmakers. I mean, just as another example, um, 20 lawmakers were in Hawaii for a legislative conference and uh 
lobbyists took them out to a bunch of dinners while they were there and uh, even paid for a dinner cruise for uh, for some lawmakers and some of their spouses. So that's just part of what we uh, reported in the article. Okay, so spouses are a part of this too. So that sounds like the sweet life right here. So if you're married to Rod Bray or if you're married to one of these high-ranking officials at the Indiana State House, you're getting the perks too. You're getting the sweet tickets. You're getting the Hawaiian dinner cruises and things like that, right? Uh, yes, that's correct. And you know, some people uh, uh, obviously got a little bit more than others. Um, we could find about almost $19,000 that lobbyists spent on lawmakers' family members. You know, in some cases, someone brought their kids to a game or took their wife to, with them to dinner or their husband, that kind of thing. Hey, Ryan, it does seem to me that, that I mean, spending, uh, you know, hundreds, if not thousands, if not millions of dollars entertaining lawmakers during the session, uh, that does seem like it. I mean, you used the word loose. The laws are very loose at the very beginning of this segment. I don't, like, do they spend this money with the expectation that the lawmaker is going to vote their way? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. I, you know, if, if I mean, I think, them... <laughs> it would seem like that's the point. Yeah, I'm not taking somebody's wife on a cruise if I don't expect a little something in return here. Maybe that's just the mafia guy in me, Ryan. <laughs> well, I, you know, if you take if you take some of them at their word, I mean, they really are just trying to get FaceTime with lawmakers. And a lot of them are trying to just get uh, just trying to, I guess, build relationships with them. So that way, when they come to them with something, lawmakers will open the door, answer the phone, that kind of thing. You know, I, I think there's probably a lot of truth to that. Um, you know, and if you read the story, you'll kind of see we purposely really focused more on what lawmakers were willing to accept rather than on what lobbyists were willing to give. So name some names here, Ryan. Like, if we're going to do this, let's name names. Who were some of the lawmakers and what did they accept? Well, like, one, you know, uh, one example, uh, the top recipient that we could find among public disclosures was Representative Bob Morris. Um, He works in Fort Wayne, represents the district up there. You know, he got about $6,700 in gifts and entertainment over six months. Um, I kind of detail a lot of them in the article, but, you know, just as one example, I mean, back in December, he got a gift valued at about 350 bucks to go see the Big Ten Championship at Lucas Oil. Right. The very next month, he got some tickets to go see the Pacers. And then in between those two, he was you know, down in Hawaii, getting some free meals from lobbyists. Um, His wife was treated as well. So, I mean, it's like one example. You know, he just happens to be the one who has the most uh, that was publicly disclosed. Um, But that's one example. And again, you're not alleging anything illegal going on here in your article at stateaffairs.com slash Indiana. We're speaking with Ryan Martin here. But so, so tell me, so what was the point of the article then? What do you want your readers to to, to learn here uh, about all this? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, even when I was reporting on this, uh, a few people I talked to were sort of like, I don't know, maybe almost patting me on the head. Like, of course, this is how lobbyists work. Don't you understand that? And uh, I mean, you guys know this. I spent several years covering City Hall, the police department, crime in Indianapolis. So I'm I'm still kind of new to the state house and, and its culture. I'll, I'll admit to that. But I just think that we all deserve to know um what our lawmakers are up to, particularly if they're accepting gifts and entertainment from lobbyists who are very 
purposely trying to change laws, change regulations that benefit their clients. I mean, every decision a lawmaker makes creates a winner and a loser. So we deserve to know how they're spending their time and what they're being given. Is it all transparent? Can we find this out online? Or is there anything you weren't able to uncover? Well, yeah, earlier in the conversation, we were talking a little bit about how some of Indiana's laws are pretty loose. Um, One example of that is the disclosure laws aren't particularly strong. You know, we were able to find about $226,000 worth of gifts and entertainment over those six months. But there's another $800,000 that lobbyists spent on gifts and entertainment that we were not able to trace to any particular lawmaker. Just because the disclosure laws are so loose and, um, you know, lawmakers themselves don't have to report this information. It's the lobbyists who do. And there's, there's a lot we don't know. And Ryan, based off of your reporting in this story, is it mainly the high-ranking officials at the Indiana State House, or are we talking about some low-level folks here? Because I do see the name of Rod Bray in the story. He's the Senate pro temp. Uh, he took you know over seventeen hundred dollars worth of Pacer tickets for his family from various different lobbyists. Again, legal, but it still sounds kind of fishy. You know, if we're going to go on this show and say it sounds like (laughs) Joe Biden was selling access. In essence, this is kind of the legal version, isn't it? Um, Yeah, I mean, I would leave that to, you know, I've been on the show a time or two, and I I just try to stay away from offering a lot of my own opinions on that stuff. Um, But, you know, to answer your first question there, uh, a lot of the lawmakers um, who hold powerful positions were the ones who did seem to benefit most. I mean, on average, committee chairs, for example, um, were getting more stuff. And, you know, I didn't know this until I worked over there. But then um, again, you know, back to me maybe being a little naive. But I did not realize originally that for a bill to even get heard or debated or voted on, a committee chair has to give their blessing. Otherwise, you know, those bills just kind of go and die and nothing happens to them. Right. That's the one thing I think that people get upset about, Ryan, is it's not about what the people want. It's about how it's presented. And this kind of gets into that dirty laundry of politics that we talk about on this show. But I know you're trying to keep it on the factual basis on your side. Yeah, and I, you know, I talked to uh, um, I talked to a few lawmakers too who don't accept gifts um, and don't. I mean, Representative Dvorak out of South Bend, for example, he even said when he was a new lawmaker, when he was I don't know, 28 or so, that he accepted some freebies himself, kind of being naive about it. And he just several years ago was like, I really should not be accepting these gifts. I don't even want to get a free meal out of this stuff. And he was describing why. Trying not to be preachy about it, um, he says he says he doesn't like try to be anyone's na- nanny in the statehouse or something. But uh, you know, there was only eight lawmakers out of 150 who we could not find any gifts or entertainment. <laughs> wow! <laughs> All right, where can people find this article at, Ryan? Yeah, it's at uh, stateaffairs.com/indiana. There's uh, four articles on there. Ryan Martin, award-winning investigative reporter, breaking down lobbyists and gifts and all things in between. Ryan, thanks so much. Thanks, Ryan. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.